Hey everybody, welcome to the three podcast, although today I guess you're going to have to listen to the one podcast. Just doing this by myself, I've uh, been on such a long hiatus and I just couldn't go any longer. Just uh, getting a little sick of having months and months go by without anything put out. So I figured I'd come and talk to you about the pathetic nature of my high school dating. I uh, might have talked a little bit uh, before. We were talking about the girl in typing class that I typed this long letter and told her how I was uh, I was thinking about her when I was in my bedroom, imagining her coming to save me, knocking on my window, asking if I want to come out and hang out with her. And uh, yeah, so I typed all this up into a letter for her and gave it to her. And so what happened is I gave it to the girl sitting between us at typing class and I and she gave it to her, and I watched her read it over. I, you know, tried not to stare. I just kind of glanced over, and she kept reading. I mean, it was pretty lengthy note. I can be pretty long-winded sometimes. So, uh, yeah, so she reads it, and then uh, she turns to our friend and says something. And my friend turns to me and says, she said yes. I was like, yes, I have a girlfriend. This is the best day of the eighth grade. Woo-hoo-hoo. So when it was time to get out of class, we got up and we walked to the door and then we went separate ways down the hallway and never talked to each other again. I don't think I ever said a single word to her ever in the next couple of years that we went to school together. Pretty pathetic. I know. I know. So, uh, yeah. So I figured a couple more stories like that you might be interested in. Uh, one of them. So let's let's go back. So uh, enter high school, and uh, it was quite a while in high school before any kind of going out with anybody even happened. When I started high school, I was in the band. I was in a marching band, and I guess I had missed the band camp, so I never got to stick the flute up my pussy. Yep, yep. Reference from fucking forever ago. But anyway, I just you know you can't say band camp without people just going back to that movie. And thinking about the delicious Alice and Hannigan and just... Anyway, I'm getting way off track already. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, first couple of years of high school, you know, uh, my freshman year, I'm a, I'm in the band. So, I'm a band geek. And uh, I didn't even, like, play anything real cool. I was like, I had to hold the cymbals because I missed band camp, which is where everybody kind of tried out and got the, you know, their positions as snare drummer or bass drummer or whatever else. So... You know, I was playing the cymbals, and that pretty much entails you walk around with the cymbals, and you get to crash them from here to there, but a lot of it is walking backwards in front of the snare drummer so he can play the cymbals for you. And, uh, you know, not real glamorous, not real glamorous. So, you know, I don't really think I got a lot of attention from girls. And what's weird about the whole band thing was, I guess, as I was to find out later, I mean, like, everybody in the band is sleeping with each other. Uh, we went on road trips, you know, we had, uh, hotel rooms at times. We had bus trips. Uh, I think the closest I ever got to anything was playing truth or dare on the bus and, uh, like an idiot, you know, I'm sitting there and we're playing truth or dare and, and come on, what is truth or dare really? But just an excuse to kiss people you want to kiss and do this and that. So we're playing and everybody's, you know, doing their thing and uh, a couple people, you know, had dared somebody to kiss somebody else. Like, oh, Romeo, you need to kiss, you know, Rebecca. And then it was Rebecca's turn, and she dared somebody to dare somebody else. So then it got to my turn, and then they dared me to kiss this girl. And the first thing I said was, oh, come on. Can we do something else besides, hey, let's everybody make out with each other? And that might have sealed my fate with the band right there. I mean, 
the girl who was I was supposed to kiss kind of gave me that look. Hold on, hold on. Okay, sorry, I had to put the windscreen on here, try to ease up on this heavy breathing I got going on. I know that's uh, pretty exciting for some of you. Don't write in, please. And uh, so anyway, uh, so, you know, I looked at the girl, and the girl, she was not, you know, real cute. She wasn't, definitely wasn't one of the girls that I wanted to kiss. Uh, She wasn't horrific or anything. But, you know, I could see as soon as I said that either she was relieved or it was one of those self-defense things where she was like, yeah, 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 that's stupid. We shouldn't have to kiss. So, you know, I guess so the, the makeup dare was, you know, kiss her belly button or lick her belly button. So I licked her belly button and, and that was pretty much that. So for the first couple of years of high school, I really didn't get much play with girls at all. Uh, I had a couple friends that were girls, so I mean, you know, when I grew up, you know, with my mom and my sister, it shouldn't have been any problem talking to women, but apparently it just uh, did not, did not, I did not get anything out of that. I did not get any way to just talk to girls. I don't know. I think I was a little nervous, uh, a little worried maybe that they wouldn't like me or, you know, just no confidence really. Uh, I wasn't the handsomest looking kid. I mean, I don't think I looked horrible. Definitely uh, had a little bit of acne, not not anything like a pizza face, just, you know, the, you know, 10 to 15 zits at a time, you know, so there was always something going on. And uh, my sophomore year, in between my freshman and sophomore year, I uh, got braces and glasses over the summer. So that really helped my, my chances there. But what did help my chances eventually was before my junior year, I turned 16 and I got a car. Uh, I didn't get a car. I, I had access to a car. So I was starting to get sort of invites from people who needed rides. Now, I don't think that I saw that when it was first happening. I, I wasn't, I definitely wasn't looking at them going like, Ooh, you know, I'm their best friend now. But I also wasn't like, Oh, they're just using me for my car. I was just excited to get to hang out with some people. So the first incident, first girl that this came up with, um, uh, there's this girl, her name is, uh, Angela. She was definitely the slut of the school. Like, that's the girl, that's your go-to girl. Whenever you wanted to bring up any sort of slut shaming, any sort of way of telling a guy he's a, an idiot or he, he's going to get a disease or whatever, you talk about this girl. And you would say that, you know, you know any kind of interest, you're like, oh, you're going to bang that slut? Or on the converse side, it would be the way where, you know, everybody would say they slept with her. Oh yeah, I banged her. Oh, she sucked my dick. Oh, this is that everything. So one day, uh, you know, I'd worked at McDonald's at the time and, uh, I went in there because that's what I do. You know, that's how I find friends as I go to the places I work and hang out with people that have at least a little bit of understanding of kind of stuff that I do. Uh, you know, flipping burgers and, you know, mopping floors, stuff like that. And this girl's like, she's like, sees me and, uh, she's like, she's like, Jay, She's like, how you doing? She's like, hey, what's going on? Uh, she's like, yeah. she's like, do you have any? Do you have a date for the homecoming? And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, what? I'm like, no. And so she's like, oh, she's like, you know, well, you want to go with me? And I'm like, oh, all right. I'm thinking, well, this is cool. I didn't have to ask anybody, and and I know that she wants to go with me, so I don't have to put myself out there. I gotta see. I got a wicked fear of rejection. That's another. That's another one of my issues that uh, you know, could come up from time to time. So I, you know, I was kind of excited. I was like, "All right, I get a date with a school slut, so possibly that could lead to something good. Uh, maybe I could, you know, get my dick wet. You know, I don't know if that's creepy to say about a sixteen-year-old girl now. It probably is, but you know, hey, I said it. What are you gonna do? 
So I pick her up and I, I, I want to say I picked her up and then two other people and we all went to homecoming in my car. My, I think it was my dad's car. Little brown Ford Tempo, you know, one of the early ones. Not a, not a terrible car. Lasted a long time. Um, nothing, you know, it wasn't like beaten down or broken down because, you know, it was my parents' car. So, I mean, they at least were adults. They could afford to have a car that came off of a car lot, something that I wouldn't enjoy for quite a while. And so we went to homecoming and I was, I was naive. I was a kid. I was innocent kind of kid. I mean, innocent in certain ways. I mean, I certainly did my share of bad stuff in high school, but none of it had to do with like drinking or drugs or anything like that. So this girl gets to the to the homecoming and I think we barely maybe danced a little bit um you know but we just hung out and we survived the hour or two or however long the dance is when we came out of homecoming this girl that I had brought to the dance was completely drunk and just I remember thinking like oh my god what like what's wrong with her you know why is she acting like this and then I I caught on that she was drunk and then I'm like oh my god did she really just drank like on school grounds like I was, I was so worried that she drank on school grounds. Like that was this big thing, uh, that we were at the school dance and there was teachers and the principal around and this girl was drinking and I couldn't figure out like how she got away with it. Like who gave it to her? So she's pretty drunk. We go back to my car and the two other people were with me. And one of the guys just kind of brings her into the back seat, like to like, you know, hair, hair, like to, to, to handle her. Like, and that's how I thought of it. I was like, Oh, she's she's he's helping out. He's helping manage this drunk girl, uh, trying to get her into the back seat. Because I mean, you know, I've seen enough after school specials. They need to be coddled, and then somebody's gonna need to bring her to a a toilet and let her puke and hold her hair up and get her some you know juice or whatever the hell you do for hangovers. And so I was, you know, not I was still just pretty much like, all right, you know, cool, you know, take care of her. I'll get us to our place. I'll drop everybody off. So while I'm driving. I can see them making out in the back seat, and you know I'm a, I'm a pussy. I'm if I'm if I'm a pussy now, I was a fucking super cunt pussy then. Like I was just I, I wouldn't stand up for anything. So I wasn't even gonna say anything. I wasn't gonna talk to him. I didn't like say hey what the fuck you doing? Get your hands off my girlfriend or my girl or whatever. Um, you know because at that time she was technically my girlfriend because in the two weeks leading up to homecoming, you know she. We pretty much hung out a little bit at school, and then one day she just sort of dragged me into a little corner of the stairwell and gave me a kiss, which was my first French kiss. First French kiss, really technically first French kiss, junior in high school. And not only, I didn't go in for it, like she pretty much was probably waiting like, when is this guy going to kiss me? So she finally like just grabs me and she makes out with me, and I'm just like, yeah. So I think we just kind of were boyfriend, girlfriend. Or at least that, that's how I felt that we were boyfriend, girlfriend. Maybe after the events that transpired later, that's not how it all went down. Uh, so, yeah, so I dropped her off and she was just, I was just like, okay, you know, whatever, be safe, whatever. And so, you know, over the course of the next week or so, I'm sure I was just such a dashing, charming guy that she was just like, oh, I can't ruin this guy. And one day, I think I saw her, I said, goodbye to her from our locker and then she turned around and put her arms around this guy and then they walked away and that was pretty much how we broke up like we didn't really even talk I think I was just like fuck you bitch or something or I might have just said that in my head because that's that just sounds more likely to be what really happened 
you know, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I think I, um, kind of made it i tried to make it sound cool like i could say it now but i'm not gonna i tried to make it sound cool with people like oh i wouldn't fuck her with you know two condoms and a rubber glove and making it seem like i was just like the one that you know didn't want anything or didn't want to you know have sex with her because you know she's such a slut and i didn't want to get any diseases you know terrible terrible you know and i mean the thing i think the real come to jesus moment for me should have been we were at our house and it was just me and her. Her dad was like out of town. We were in the Air Force. Her, our parents were in the Air Force. So we're at, she, he's out of town. We got the run of the house to ourselves, And we're just kind of hanging out. And then she's like on the phone with some guy. And she's talking to him. And I can just tell how the conversation's going. Like she's, you know, saying, oh, just hanging out and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, the guy must have been like, whoa, you know, who are you hanging out with? And she's like, oh, you know, Jay. And, you know, whatever. And he probably said, oh, so you're going to bust a movie and you're going to fuck around with him and do whatever. Or maybe, or actually, probably, more likely, he was probably saying, uh, yeah, oh, oh, so I guess he's just there to try to have sex with you, right? He's just trying to fuck you. You know he's just trying to fuck you. And she's like, no, no, he's not like that. And I'm thinking, and I, because I got that vibe during that phone call, and I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, I'm not like that, but I would enjoy having sex. I mean, we're here. Let's do it. But... Because of the way she said that, that was sort of like, that was like the friend zone thing. This was before friend zone was a thing. I don't even know when friend zone was invented. It's probably some movie, some movie I should know and everybody knows why, but I don't, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm bad at that. I'm bad at figuring out like where stuff comes from. Uh, you know, like I think like I have an issue now when people use MILF, you know, with mom, I'd like to fuck and everybody like it came from the movie. All right, but everybody, it came from the movie, uh, I want to say American Pie, and it came from the movie, and it was like, they were talking about each other's mothers, and oh, she's a MILF, she's a MILF, she's not a MILF, whatever, and what it turned into being was people just saying that uh, anybody who was a mother was a MILF, MILF. so a 25-year-old would talk about a 23-year-old girl who had a 2-year-old, and then he was like, oh, she's such a hot MILF. Uh, no, that's not what a MILF is. A MILF is not just some chick that has a baby. A MILF is a woman that's old enough to be your mother, but she's not your mother. She's your friend's mother. It's it's very important. It has to be your friend's mother. If it's not your friend's mother, if it's just any older lady, even that, it's not. I mean, you, you can go the cougar way. You can go that way. It's not a MILF. A MILF is when it's your friend's mother that you would like to fuck. So anyway, getting back to uh, what I was talking about with the friend zone. So I think I just sort of got that feeling like, oh, she's not going to let me have sex with her. And I mean, I guess it says a lot that I'm like, oh, let me have sex with her. Like, you know, it should be, she doesn't want to sleep. She doesn't want to sleep with me. That's fine. But to say, oh, she won't let me have sex. Like, as if she was like, well, I guess you've been a nice enough guy and you did drive us at a homecoming dance. I guess if you want, I'll I'll just lay here while you have sex with me. It's fine. You know, because I mean, that's, that's what every guy wants. Just a girl, just lay there while they have sex with her. You know, I mean, just spread your legs, honey, and just, uh, you know, whatever. How many, how many times do I have to poke this thing with my finger until you're wet enough to slip it inside? So anyway, hopefully I haven't disgusted you completely. Uh, but yeah, so that didn't work out, and, um, you know, so that's fine. Whatever. So the next girl uh, of any significance, uh, she was a black girl, and she was uh, very nice. And when we were started high school, she was going out with a white guy. And it was a very big deal, I remember. I mean, it wasn't even that long ago. It was the early 90s. 
But it was still a big deal that this black girl here and, and her white boyfriend was like very nerdy. Like just just nerdy, not nerdy in the glasses, uh, bad social skills nerdy, but nerdy like in, you know, what he was into was just nerdy stuff. Stuff that people are proud of now. You know, people are proud of being into their comic books. People, people are proud of, you know, their computers, electronics, stuff like that. It wasn't really like that back then. It was like, oh, what? You know, oh, what are you going to sit there with your computer all day? So it was really interesting that she was with this guy because she was, you know, uh, not quite a cheerleader. It was uh, like a dance squad, uh, like a spirit squad. It was like it was the cheerleaders came out, did their regular cheers, and then they would come out and then they would put on the rap music and dance to it and do their thing. But, you know, school colors and all that stuff. So eventually they broke up and, you know, she came to me and she wanted to go out with me. And I was like, okay, you know, this sounds cool. We can, you know, you want to hang out? Let's let's hang out. So another instance. So we went to my house. My mom was going to be out of town. Uh, I can't think of why she was out of town. I'm going to say it was her brother's wedding. So she went to California and she was gone. And so we had the house to ourselves. And I had my friend over and uh, my friend Jason, who was my best and worst friend probably of my entire life. And he... You know, he's he was like, oh, yeah, we're going to bring, you know, we'll get her over here. And then he was supposed to have a girl. But for some reason, his girl bailed out. Um, I don't know if she couldn't get there or if she said at the last minute she couldn't go or didn't want to go. But uh, I'd already committed to, you know, having my friend over and then also having this girl over. So I guess that's that's mistake number one right there is I should have told one of them not to come over. You know, either tell him, hey, well if you're not going to come if your girl's not going to come over then i might as well just have my girl over and you can screw well so anyway so we went through with it and uh we you know we hung out we just you know hung out in the living room and and messed around watched tv and did whatever people did i don't i can't even think of what we did back then so but so yeah, at some point in the night um you know we were kind of cuddling so to speak and one of us suggested hey well, why don't we you know go in my bedroom where we can kind of get some privacy. And so that's what we did. We went in my bedroom. Now, while we're in my bedroom, you know, my friend's out in the living room. And the way the apartment was set up is the living room and the bedroom were right next to each other. And they were both on an outside wall. And both of them had sliding glass doors out into the patio. So we, so, you know, when we were in the bedroom, the girl and I, my friend decided, you know, he wanted to see what was going on. So he goes out into the patio and he's like looking in through the window to watch us make out. And, you know, I'm like, I'm like, what are you like? I think I caught him. I saw him or she saw him. I'm like, what are you doing? Stay in the fucking living room, you know? And he's like, all right. And then he's like saying shit out loud, like, like just trying to get some attention out there. He's like saying, oh, like, oh, you guys quiet down. You know, everybody's going to hear you, you know, like as if we were really making any noise. So we made out and, you know, we got a little naked and, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't have sex. We, you know, we fooled around and I don't know, I probably couldn't get it up because I was so nervous about everything all the time, uh, in that department. But, you know, we made out and and did all kinds of stuff. And I mean, it was a great time. We had a great time. Don't want to say anything bad about the time. And, uh, you know, so, you know, we, you know, wrapped that up and, you know, went back out and hung out for a little while and then she went home. So I think it was the very next day at school, um, I was just, you know, I'm at school and, and then I see her and she's with a couple other guys, just friends. Like, I, I, like now, looking back, they're friends. They're, I mean, to be honest, 
everybody hung out with everybody. But at one point, one of the guys just kind of picks her up and throws her over his shoulder to, to twirl around to like fuck around with her. And she's like screaming like this real obnoxious scream. Like, she's like, ah, 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 ah. like, like just, I don't know. It was just obnoxious. And I just started to really doubt, like staying, being this girl's boyfriend. And so I believe I br- actually broke up with her, which is weird because I never break up with anybody. I'm just, that's just not my thing. I'm just, I'd rather just hang in there until she's sick of me. So I think I just told her, you know, I didn't think I wanted to see her anymore and whatever. And of course, in her eyes, I had gotten what I wanted. You know, I got what I wanted and, you know, used her up and now I'm done with her. But I mean, that could be further from the truth. First of all, I didn't get what I wanted. I I wanted to have sex with her. So that didn't work out. And, uh, you know, it was a little while and then, uh, I didn't get another chance for a little while. Um, I want to say it was still my junior year. So this is a, so this junior year is a busy, very busy year. That's, that's the year I, I almost got some stuff done. Uh, so another situation, I had the car, I was the one with the car or at least access to it. I could ask my parents if I could take the car out and they were fine with it. And so my friend, my best and worst friend, uh, his name's Jason. I don't know if I mentioned that. So let's just say Jason. So I don't have to keep saying my best and worst friend. And I don't want anybody else hearing this to think that I might be talking about them because I'm not. So this guy, uh, he sets up something. He's like, hey, I, I know these two girls from the hills, which are the foothills or the, the heights, the northeast heights. That's what they called it back then. The northeast heights in Albuquerque is you know, a pretty well-to-do neighborhood. And so, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I don't know how he met him. He's like, but, uh, you know, we can all hang out and do whatever so it was him and me and these two girls and one other dude and the plan apparently i didn't know the plan to get in, to get into it the plan was for jason to hook up with one of the jennies and virgil to hook up with the other jenny but the way it worked out is so i i was going to be the driver uh, that was my my contribution to the whole night out Mr. J, Mr. J, the driver. Hey, can you drive us around so we can get laid right in front of you so we can hit on girls and and laugh while you don't get anything? And, you know, so we pick up the girls. And now let's get back to the car. It was a a 1984 Ford Tempo. It was brown. It was four doors. um, And it had had an AM stereo. I I believe it was an AM stereo. It might have been AM FM. But it definitely was no tape player or anything like that. So we're pretty much stuck with the radio. So the girls get in, and I remember this clearly. Uh, it was Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. It Takes Two was playing. And I get in, and I'm like, hello to the girls. They get in the back seat. And, you know, one of the girls is like, oh, it's like, it's like, your system sounds nice. Like, she's complimenting my stereo, which is two speakers in the dashboard and, like, this radio. So I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. I guess, you know, I guess it sounds good. You know, I wasn't proud i mean it didn't sound terrible but i mean it didn't sound great i mean come on like i said it was two speakers probably little four or five inch little speakers in the in the in the dashboard they might have got a little help on the base because they were kind of facing up into the window so we pick up the girls we're driving around hey what do you want to do and so what we end up doing is we drive to our high school now these girls are from some other high school we drive to our high school and uh, we had a basketball, so we, you know, we just, I just drove the car up into the basketball court because, you know, just the way the school was set up, you could drive. And I was just like right next to the basketball court. And we got out and, you know, we started just throwing the basketball around and talking shit. 
and Virgil takes one of the Jennies and he's over sitting on the steps with her and he's just macking on her, just working on her and she's loving it and they're all off to the side. And so now that leaves Jason and his Jenny and she, I guess, didn't like him that much. So she just sort of starts to migrate over and uh, I want to say she goes and sits in my car, but she must have said something to somebody. Um, I'm going to say Virgil came over and told me, hey, you should go sit in the car with Jenny. Uh, You know, this other Jenny is telling me that she likes you. I'm like, all right, that sounds cool. So I go over to my car and I jump in the back seat with her. And, you know, you think that's great, right? Jumping in the back seat, getting it done. Well, we sit there and we're like, hey, so how you doing? And, you know, this is cool. And nice sweater. And, you know, and she's just sort of giggling. Like, again, my moment in time, I had no idea how what to think. Now I look back, I'm like, oh, she's kind of nervous and she wanted to make out. So we didn't make out. We didn't, I don't think we did anything. I don't think we even kissed. I think we just kind of hung out for a minute and talked and it was cool. And, uh, you know, you know what? We must have kissed and at least sealed the deal that, hey, we might hang out. So that night was over and my friend Jason was all upset. He was all upset. Now, this is the weird thing is this is two stories in a row where Jason doesn't have anybody and I have somebody, but like his reputation, he's the one that always has somebody. He's the one that's always getting the girls. He's always breaking them down. Um, he's probably one of the guys in high school. If you're a girl, he's the guy that just keeps pushing, keeps pushing. Well, come on. Don't you, you want to do it? Come on. Just let me just stick my hands up your shirt. Let me just put my hands on your pants. Let's go. Uh, so, you know, this is, you know, another instance where he didn't get anything out of the, the deal. So, so this is my next girlfriend. Um, and she is, you know, she, we end up hanging out, uh, another time. I believe we went and picked her up. We, we had so much fun. We should do this again. So we pick her up again and we're like, uh, you know, we, we grab her and I think we grabbed her, either her friend Jenny or just some other girl who knows. And we brought her back to the base and uh, where we lived and, you know, we were fooling around on the playground and messing around and, you know, we ended up kissing some more and hanging out. Um, and I think the day ended up with, you know, just making out and doing stuff. You know, we had some house to go. There's always somebody who had a house that had nobody at home. Uh, so I guess we all lived in broken homes. We all had terrible childhoods where the parents weren't around, which is not true. Mom and dad, uh, you were around. I'm not saying that because that was never really our house until later. Uh, so she was, um, she was, uh, you know, so she, so after, you know, we hung out again, you know, we're talking on the phone and my friend Jason, of course, is hanging on the other line, like listening to our conversation, which I didn't know until about the fourth time, like when the girl kept, she kept saying, well, so, you know, is there anybody you want to go out with? And I'm like, oh, I don't know this, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to play it cool. I'm like, oh, there's a couple girls at school that, you know, I think are cute. And uh, she's like, okay, uh, you know. And my friend just chimes in and goes, you fucking idiot. She's trying to ask you out. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, is that is that what you're doing? Is that, oh, okay. And I'm like, uh, like I'm stammering now because I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I am a fucking idiot. So we, uh, yeah. So I got into a little relationship with that girl. And the closest we ever came to sleeping with each other was in her car. She had gotten out of work 
and uh, once again a girl who had been drinking so she's drinking she gets she comes and picks me up we drive to some street this is a great thing about albuquerque is there's so many streets where you can just drive and pull over and nobody will bother you because there's just so much space it's not like a you know up in new england you try to pull over on the side of any road like at 11 o'clock at night and just sit there with a car running somebody's going to come by somebody's going to want to see what's going on people are probably walking by so you know we're uh we get into the back and we're you know making out and whatever and uh so i go to do the deed and i I pull the condom on and as soon as i pull the condom on i start to lose my erection so i start to i go to jam it in her and before i can get it in her i came and like three seconds later she falls asleep now i'm gonna hope that she wouldn't have fell asleep if i had actually been able to seal the deal there uh but i promise you if she had fallen asleep beforehand i would have stopped because i'm a nice guy Cause I'm a really nice guy. That's why I could never get laid. Cause I never knew how to go for it. And all these girls are like, Oh, you just got to go for it, man. Just go for it. So that was her. And, uh, she comes up later in life, but I don't think we're going to get into that. We'll just stick with the high school girls. Uh, so another girl was, uh, again, my friend, Jason, like I said, he was my best friend at the time. Uh, not saying he was a great friend, but he was the best I had. And so he brought his girl and he brought her to meet me. I think, um, I want to say he brought her up to my house. I had lived up in the north, the west side of town. So he brings her up to my house and, you know, it's like, hey, here's my, my girl, this girl, I think her name was Angela too, or maybe it was Angel or maybe the other girl's name was Angel, one or the other. And so, you know, we hung out and then they had to leave. And so he went to bring her home about, and it's about a 30 minute drive from where I was to where she lives. And about 31 or 32 minutes later, my phone rings and it's her. And then she's just like, Hey, how are you doing? She's like, this is uh Angela Jason's, you know, I don't know. She must not have said Jason's girlfriend. She must've said, we just met. I'm like, Oh, Hey, how are you doing? He's like, yeah. She's like, uh, it's like, I just, you know, when Jason brought me up there, when you opened the door for us, I was just like, oh my God, like, who's this hot guy? And I'm like, hot guy? Well, really? I'm a hot guy? And, you know, I'm starting to feel pretty good. And, uh, but, you know, this is my friend's girlfriend. So, you know, she's talking and she's like, yeah, we should, you know, you should come over. You should come hang out. And, uh, and you know, like, she, I guess she wanted me to come to her house and sneak in. She's like, you can come. She's like, here's where I live. Uh, you know, just park on the road and then you can walk over and do this and that. And this is before GPS. So she must have given me some pretty specific directions on what house it was and on what window to go to. Well, I'm a nice guy. So I call my friend and I say, hey, uh, your girlfriend called me and uh, she wants to she wants me to come over and hang out. And he's like, he's like, what? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, she just called me. She said, uh, she said to come over to her house, and uh, you know, I said, I said, this is where she lives, right? And I, I told her, you know, I said what she had told me. He's like, yeah. He's like, fuck. He's like, Here, here's what we're gonna do. He's like, you're gonna, you're gonna come get me, and then we're gonna go over there, and I'm gonna sit out in the car, and you go in there, and you just start making out with her, and then I'm gonna come and I'm gonna catch you guys. And I was like, uh, all right, you know, I'll do that. So. I go and uh, pick him up. We go to her house, 
And uh, it's a you know it's a shady neighborhood first of all. So I mean, I guess I'm glad he was gonna sit in my car for a minute at least to kind of keep it company for a minute. So I go in there and I can't do it. I can't like I can't even make out with the girl knowing that she's my friend's girlfriend. And I'm like, okay, uh, I just want you to know that uh, uh, I think Jason's gonna be here in a minute. And then she's like, what? So he comes around and he's thinking he's going to catch us making out, but we're just sitting there and he gets, he, you know, so she lets him come in, you know, climb in through the window, just like I did. And I'm like going through, I'm like, you know, if you guys are having problems, like maybe you should talk about it and just, you know, try to get through it, you know, maybe, maybe figure out a way to make it work. And my friend's just like, you're a fucking idiot. Like you're, you're, he just couldn't believe how dumb I was. And I'm sitting there, like, trying to give relationship advice to them over this whole ordeal. So we're hanging out, and, you know, it's fine. So I guess we got past that initial thing, and we're still hanging out. Like, it wasn't even, like, yelling, screaming. It wasn't like, get the fuck out or fuck you. Like, like a real good move right then would it have been just, just leave. Like, me or him or both of us, just leave. No, we just hung in there. Uh, she ended up showing us, like, a bag of drugs that her brother sold, and he kept it in her room. And, like, I'm, you know, again, I'm, like, getting close to these drug situations. Like, oh, really? I'm, like, wow. I'm, like, I don't, like, now I'm starting to wonder, like, what kind of people these are. Like, she's, uh, is she on drugs? Like, maybe she's on drugs. But I didn't really think that because I just believed her. Because she said, oh, it's my brother's and he sells it. And I just keep it in here so that it's not in his room. So, we, uh, I, for whatever the reason, I think she, she assured us that her door was locked and nobody can get in. And so she ended up having to stay over and I slept on the floor and my friend slept with her on the bed and not even 10 minutes of us laying down. I can hear them fucking and I can hear him going up and down. I can hear her going, ah, ah, ah. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, are you fucking serious? Those I did actually speak up because I really wasn't in danger of somebody beating me up. I was like, are you fucking serious? And I'm like, well, at least keep it down. So Yep, another close call. I mean, I could have just gone there and probably had sex with her if I just didn't tell my friend. And I probably should have, given how my friendship with that guy turned out. But at the time, you know, I'm, an, I'm a loyal guy. I'm not going to really do that kind of shit to my friends. You know, if you got your, you know, if you get your index cards on a girl, I'm not going to try to, you know, get into your file cabinet or something. I don't know. Is that, is that a horrible analogy or horrible? That, that's... I don't know. I'm just saying shit off the top of my head here. So, yeah. So, that was uh, my high school futility. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I just could never get it to work where I was, you know, knowing what to do or how to get into it, how to how to make things happen. You know, my, uh, my last story is, uh, it's a short story. And it's, it's, it's more fodder for you to make fun of me, but honestly it wasn't as bad as some of these other ones is i was working at a pizza place it was one of those it was like a it was like a chuck e cheese b-side it was called pistol pete's pizza very exact same concept they had a pizza buffet they had skee ball they had video games um and they th- they sold beer it was it was just you know the sa- it was the same thing except it was called pistol pete's pizza and the funny thing about that place is not only was it the b-side to a chuck e cheese it was already a B-side of the Chuck E. Cheese called Peter Piper's Pizza in town. 
And so there's a Peter Piper's in town, and then there's Pistol Pete's in town. And they were not related. They didn't. They were in competition with each other. And I just, I think that I think that was hilarious. That you know that there was no Chuck E. Cheese in Albuquerque, but there was two places like it. They both had Pete in their name, like Peter Piper and Pistol Pete's. Like you couldn't even call it something else. So so I worked there, and I got this chance to work at one of the other stores. And there was this real nice girl, like nice like Latina type girl. And she, like she was just real, very good looking body, and she was very friendly, and we talked, and we had a good time while we worked. And so I got up the nerve to ask her out, like, "Hey, we should go out sometime." And she's like, "Okay," and she says yes. And uh, you know, I gave her a ride home from work, and so I saw where she lived. She lived in the ghetto, like straight up ghetto. But I didn't care. I'm like, I don't care. I'm I'm gonna save this girl from the ghetto. I'm gonna take her out of here. Show her what it's like to not have to live in fear. And I'm just gonna show every. I'm gonna just bring her. I'm gonna show her the nicest time. And I'm gonna have this hot girlfriend. So the night of the date comes up, and my mom's all excited for me, and I'm all dressed up, and she's supposed to call me when she's ready so I can come and get her. And wouldn't you know, seven o'clock comes, eight o'clock comes. Nine o'clock comes. I was getting stood up by this girl. I called her house, and her grandmother answers the phone, and she didn't, you know, she didn't know who I am or what's going on. So I'm like, all right, well, just tell her to call me if, you know, when you can give her this message. So, anyway, that's been a short podcast about my high school futility in the relationship world, and uh, figured I'd uh, throw something out there for you to laugh at. Hopefully uh, it entertained you enough or maybe uh, it spoke to your heart. Maybe it made you feel like, hey, I'm not the only one who can't get laid. Or maybe it's, uh, you know, next time you're feeling down, next time you get broken up with, next time something bad happens in your relationship, you can be like, well, at least I wasn't Jay in high school. So, All right, well, there it is. See you later. Hopefully we'll have a new one up with more of us soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.